0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Light of the World podcast. It's Riley here. And in today's show, I want to talk about the first time I ever met a guide dog. Now, I was around six or seven years old. I was with my grandparents. I remember this because, you know, I, I know it was around six or seven because I lost my grandma, sadly, when I was seven years old. So this was before she passed away. We went to this restaurant. And I'm not sure if we was having a party or what was going on because I remember my mom was there. And my grandparents both were there. And we saw this middle-aged gentleman there, and he had a dog with him. You know, and they knew it was a guide because they saw, you know, they knew he was blind. Because they tell, they could tell by its harness. Well, <clears throat> we walk up, and my mom asked him if I could pet her, which you're not supposed to normally. And with me being a little child, he took the dog off harness. He's like, I want to show your daughter something. So he takes her off. He says, if she's like this, yeah, you can pet her now. So he made her sit down and I was petting her, you know, and I knelt down in front of her and she was, she was taller than my head. I mean, she was a big dog. And if I'm not mistaken, she was either a black lab or a golden, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Cause you know, she was, she had long fur and some black labs I know do and some don't. So I couldn't really tell back then Breed, but I'm knowing what I know. I remember of her fur. I'm, I'm leaning more toward golden retriever, but I could be wrong. Anyway, her name was Buffy. Like I said, she, um, and she, she was just so sweet. And so then the guy, after I petted her, he said, now I'm going to show you something else. And he put her back on her harness. He goes, now, when she's like this, now feel That's her harness. He was telling me, he goes, when she's in a harness, you can't pet them. When they are in a harness, you're not supposed to be petting them because that shows that they're working. And, you know, the guy was really good at explaining this, you know, he was amazing. And to this day, you know, I had always wanted a dog ever since that night. I was, I loved it. And he, he was the one that did a lot of explaining about how you could, you know, get a dog and yada, yada, yada. I do not know what school he went to. I, I'm wanting to say it was either Leader or uh, GDB. I know it wasn't Pilot, because I would have known that name really fast. But <clears throat> he wasn't, he didn't go to Columbus. I know that, even though we you know, were in Ohio. He didn't go there. He went to, I, I think it, it might have even been the seeing eye. It was one of them three. But I cannot remember for the life of me. Where he went. I know it wasn't Pilot because I would remember that name easily. Because I wasn't even told about Pilot until I was 15, 16, I think. I didn't know there was a school in my state until I was 15 or 16 years old. That's when I found out about Pilot. Because I didn't know all the schools. I knew Leader. I knew GDB. And I knew the CNI. Those are the three I knew. And Guide Dogs of America. (laughs) Those are the only ones I knew about when I was younger. That's because I had heard about it. Those are the only four schools I knew. I didn't learn about the other ones until, you know, I started going to these programs and stuff, and other people talked about them. And they would bring people. They always brought people into this place where, you know, we got to meet their dog because they, you know, at least the one place they let them off harness let him run around and meet us all. And then she was back on harness and would lay there, you know, his dog, Alice. I remember that. Cause he was a guy that was a student with the seeing eye. They'd always bring him in and they'd always bring somebody in from GDB. And it was really neat to get to see that. And I'd always wanted a dog, but I never got to get one. And see, here's the thing: again. This is where I I had preached before. Don't let people hold you back. Don't. if Sometimes as a blind person, you've got to stand up for what you want. You've got to stand up. Go to somebody. Go to your counselor at school. Go to somebody at school if you want it. If you you have the support at school, even if you don't have it at home, stand up. You have to. Otherwise, I mean, I I was listening to a thing from Leader yesterday, and it disturbed me. It really, really disturbed me. And you've got to stand up, blind people. You've got to stand up. I'm telling you, don't, if you're an adult and you're living with your parents, first of all, your parents should not be controlling you. That's a problem that's, that's not good. If they're not wanting you to be independent, that's not good. Just saying. And I'm saying it in this one because, you know, I wanted a guide dog ever since I'd met Buffy. I had wanted a guide dog so bad. It wasn't funny. And my parents held me back. I didn't get my first guide dog until I was out on my own in my own apartment. And I was around, I believe 26, 25, 26, I didn't get one until then. And I could have had one years before that because I was held back by controlling parents that didn't want me to be independent. They wanted, they wanted me to be there with them because <clears throat> money, 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 honey, give me the money and I'll flat out say it. That's not good. There should not be that going on, but there is way too much. And the thing that bugs me, and I will say it on here that I learned this, and it it makes me sick. It makes me want to literally bawl my eyes out. And if I start crying, I'm sorry, but it's sad. 10% of the blindness population know how to walk around independently with a white cane or a guide dog. That is a staggering number. That is, oh my God, that's awful. And part of that could be prevented from people letting them go, letting them learn it. My school forced my parents to learn it, to make, to let me learn it. Because they knew I would have been in that 10% wouldn't. Well, I should say, I wouldn't be in that 10% that know how to do it. If my school hadn't stepped up and said, she's taking mobility. She's taken O&M classes. I took O&M people since I was five years old. I took O&M classes since I was five years stinking old. And I'm going to tell you a story in the next episode about being grateful for stuff. At the time, you don't think it's a big deal. But later in life, it is. So I hope you found this episode entertaining, but also educational at the end. And I will be back in just a few moments with another episode about my O&M training.